0: Welcome to the 50th episode of Home Visit with Tyler Siski and Associates. And I'm joined by one of the most popular past guests and the first repeat guest of Home Visit, the head football coach of Troy University, John Sumrong. How we doing, my brother?
1: I'm honored to be here and be 50th. I don't know. I would like to make one thing really clear. My next birthday, I'm 40, not 50. But, uh, I know, right? Uh, but but I am honored to be the fiftieth. I enjoyed last time so much that I agreed to do it again. Even the day the day before we start spring practice, tomorrow's first day of spring ball,
0: and I how took, about that?
1: I, I took this time, and because I love you, yeah, I, I, I just I love you, your dear friend. So uh, well,
0: but, that's all. We, we're gonna have we have a, we're gonna have a great time. I actually have, you know, when people go back, and you know, we've added a ton of listeners, obviously, since last time you were here. Uh, But everybody's like, "Hey, you know, went back and listened to John Sumrall episode, man, that was awesome." I was like, "Okay, well, just wait." Now he's a head coach, right? You're a head coach. Well,
1: some people that might make you more guarded or whatever. I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably the same. It's not going to change how I, how I interact.
0: And so you, you are living proof that the home visit guest mojo is a real thing. Well, yeah, you know that.
1: Well, I think a lot of guys. It's had success for a lot of guys. I mean, I was on, and yep. here I am. Rich Rod was on, right? Yep. Mike Mack, did he
0: come on? Yep, Mike Mack.
1: Yep. Matt Luke's the one that waited till after he won a national title and retired to, to Yeah, well, you know, they got the, they had
0: the gag order over there. Right. In, in you can only, so only
1: talk like one day a year. But, uh, but so, Matt <laughs> – Matt, Matt, uh, he waited till after he got a national
0: championship. But yeah, it's, it had great, it had great success for a lot of guys. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into this thing. I want to get before we get uh, goofy and start giggling. Uh, I want I want to get one serious question. I think it's a good a good thing for fans to understand that I don't think they've ever really been let in on. I think it's something that when it comes out that in the media is a very guarded and thing, but I know, I know you'll, you'll shoot it straight. That's why I love you as your straight shooter. Can you let the fans inside and let, and let's talk about, all right, you're at Kentucky, the timeline of how becoming from an assistant coach to a head coach from when they contact you, you're working two jobs. I mean, right. Let's talk about the timeline of transitioning from an assistant coach somewhere else to a head coach, you know, at, at, at Troy.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we are, Playing, uh, it's Louisville week. It's a week of Thanksgiving, yep. um, and the Troy job is open. And uh, and so there was that week. There was uh, a little bit of contact of, hey, are you interested? Would you want to be a part of this interview process potentially? And um, and so it was kind of like Troy filling me out, me filling Troy out, making sure it was right. And uh, had one conversation that week. Um, not not a real formal uh i mean it was formal enough but it wasn't like it was a phone call you know right having a a, just a lengthy you know a 50-minute conversation on could this be right etc for both sides and and at the end of that conversation i just said hey look it's i think that was a wednesday night of thanksgiving late night phone call and and after that it was hey we got a game to play. It's kind of a big deal. We play Louisville this Saturday night. So if if you're okay, let's have a conversation on the other side of that game. And so we played Louisville uh, that Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, won the game. Uh, quite honestly, after the game, like the interview conversation the next day was not the first thing on my mind. The first thing on my mind in the locker room after beating Louisville was like, all right. Where can I get a cigar and some bourbon, uh, which might might have been might have been around us near somewhere nearest to the locker room? But uh, so uh, we we handled our business at Louisville, and then I proceeded to really have a fun Saturday night. Um, we, no, we, we, yeah, we stayed up. I don't even know what time I went to bed. Like I, that was one of those nights. Like I. Wherever I fall asleep, I fall asleep. It may be my leather chair, the couch, who knows? Uh, as long as it's inside. And right. so we uh we got but I went to bed really late and then Sunday morning, uh shook off the cobweb Sunday afternoon, uh had a had a Zoom um with the administration here at Troy, the athletic administration, um that that was pretty comprehensive. Uh and then just kinda after that sort of was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to recruit for Kentucky. And uh, talked through a lot of different things about my vision and things like that. And I asked them a few questions about what their vision was and expectations and where they felt like things currently stood with the program. And uh, then flew out to uh, making Georgia to go recruit um, and recruited in Georgia. Monday, Tuesday, I uh, was in Alabama, Tuesday night, was with our head coach, Mark Stoops, at Kentucky Wednesday uh, in Birmingham, I believe. And then Thursday morning um, was the official interview that was like, I got called while I was out on the road recruiting, like, hey, did you bring a suit with you on the road? And I was like, yeah, just in case something <laughs> came up. And so had a suit with me. Uh,
0: did you and- have a tie?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. you're not a tie guy.
1: I'm not a tie guy, but I had a tie. Okay. Yeah, what color was the tie? I think it was
0: cardinal. Oh, okay. cardinal. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I was that's, that's convenient.
1: Yeah, I was prepared. Uh, <laughs> most of my stuff, most of my wardrobe the last couple of years has been blue, but I had a cardinal yeah. tie Okay, from my previous stint here when yeah. I was an assistant. But met with the, inter- met with the search committee, um, the, whole, the whole group, the big group, now, where where
0: does that does that take place in Troy, or was it or was it Montgomery, or where was it?
1: That was in Montgomery, okay. And and, and really, uh, it was kind of ironic how convenient. Like it wasn't for me getting way off of my travel plan to do it. It really fell right in the middle of my travel plan. It worked out perfectly. I was in between Birmingham and Tylertown, Mississippi. Yep. And that's, you know, Montgomery's not a terrible place to have to go to do that. So, worked out. Um, interviewed Thursday morning in front of the entire search committee. Um, and then Thursday night, got the phone call while I was driving to Tylertown, Mississippi. I was going to see uh, a receiver that we signed to Kentucky named Jordan Anthony, who right now is the fastest high school kid in America.
0: He can, he can roll.
1: Can roll, roll. Like, he's, run, he's running 10 twos and stuff like that in the hundred yeah. right now. He's lightning fast um so jordan was committed to us back in the summer last year at kentucky committed he was in my area because i had a kentucky mississippi alabama south georgia like the deep south and uh mark stoops who unbelievable mentor and friend to me was obviously very aware and had spoken to the administration about me at kentucky at troy from kentucky about his experience around me and his Thoughts and feelings on my preparedness and readiness to be a head coach. And so my talk with Mark was like, hey, even though I get the job, I'm going to go make sure Jordan Anthony, I go see him. We get him on the plane to come to Lexington, Kentucky for his visit this weekend. So I take the job Thursday night. I still drive after accepting the job as a head coach at Troy to Mississippi to make sure Jordan understands, like, hey, man, I love you. I'm going to be at your visit tomorrow, not today, because I've taken this job. So I saw him. Friday morning, I drive back to Troy from Tylertown, which isn't a short drive. That's like no. five hours-ish.
0: That's one of them things that looks, doesn't look that far if you look at the map, but there's no. just no short way to get there.
1: No, there's no I-65. No. Like, it's, you're, you're deer dodging at night. Yes. And so uh, I actually did a – I did a uh, – you'll appreciate this. I did – they called me and asked me to do like a little um, message to the Troy fans basically saying, hey, Troy, Trojan Nation, John Summerall here, new head football coach of Troy, can't wait to see you soon type deal. And that whole video was narrated by one Lawrence Tines. That's my man,
0: which, LT. Yeah,
1: which I've been waiting on LT. Everywhere I go to speak now, I've been waiting on LT to show up and introduce me. I thought he was going to introduce me everywhere I went, but it hasn't happened.
0: Uh, but He'll do so it, that, though.
1: That but they I I do a video to release that I'm getting hired there, in in the mall in Hattiesburg, okay, um, and then go see Jordan in in Tyler Town, drive back to Troy Friday morning, uh, meet with the team Friday afternoon. Do as much work as I can. Like I stayed in my office till 1 a.m. that Friday night. Saturday morning, got on a plane to fly back to Lexington because we had um, three or four official visitors that weekend, and a couple of them were my area guys. We had a young man from South Georgia on a visit, a young man from South Mississippi, and Jordan Anthony on a visit. So I flew back Saturday, was with them Saturday during the day for their visit just to make sure because I'd been involved with these kids' recruitment for a while. And so I spent time with them and their families a little bit Saturday. Sunday, packed a bag. Me and my family got back on a plane to fly back to Troy on Sunday. Did a uh, Monday morning press conference. My family might have stayed till Tuesday or Wednesday. Then they flew back to Lexington. I was here for a couple weeks, um, just kind of getting my bearings straight on the roster and recruiting. One thing, the good and the bad that was set up here was – I really didn't have a whole lot of open scholarships to sign new guys.
0: Yeah,
1: which you would like to be able to add new right. players if you want to, but it also created a little bit calmer transition. So I wasn't like chasing my tail trying yeah, that's to. That's a good
0: point. Yeah, um, good point.
1: So what I what it really allowed me to do for the next couple of weeks, I, I mean, I had um, a ton of Zoom interviews with guys about joining the staff. I had probably a thousand text messages like the first hour of getting the job, I had 700 friends. I was like, this be friends. Um, I had 770 something text messages within an hour. And I'm like, I didn't know I knew that many people. Um, and so but really uh, anchored <laughs> down here, anchored down here, um, in, in Troy for a couple of weeks, uh, did a, still was helping Kentucky recruit some. So like, Jordan Anthony, the receiver, Jacoby Albert from uh, Birmingham, from Fairfield, who's going to Kentucky. I helped recruit him still. and uh, So I was still working for Kentucky, finishing the job at hand and recruiting there while getting to know our current roster and what we needed to do here to get things going in the right direction and uh, getting um, familiar with the situation here. And then uh, a couple days after December sign day, I'm back on a plane. Flew from Troy to Lexington and then spent like the next two weeks doing bowl prep for uh, the Iowa game. We played them in the Citrus Bowl on January 1st. Luckily, uh, like defensively, it was the least involved. I've been in in with a game plan a long time. I was like Brad White, who I worked with at Kentucky and those guys. I was like, hey, y'all just tell me what calls we're running. Like I know the (laughs) adjustments kind of like I was – so, like, I'd show up to the practice field, and I'm like, I'm not sure if i watched that play on tape yet. Like, <laughs> so, I was, dude, I was like, I wasn't sleeping. Um, I landed on Saturday to fly back after the signing day in December. I land at, like, mid-afternoon, and that night, we literally had a staff Christmas party, a neighborhood Christmas party for a lot of our staff families and friends where Santa Claus has made an appearance every okay. year for the last several years. So I like, that's I on like his, it. that's
0: on his, uh, that's on his winter, his winter stops is the Kentucky staff Christmas party.
1: Well, wherever I'm at now. Oh, okay. Detroit, I got you. Yeah, It just shows up where we are. Okay. but It's on the calendar. Yeah. Um, and so go to go fly land, Christmas party, practice the next day. We're in practice mode and I'm like, it's the first time I've ever like taken my cell phone to the practice field. and Like looked at it after a, a drill like did I miss any calls or like
0: um, hey let me ask you a question so if you had like a coordinator that you were trying to get and you were right in the middle of of inside would you have answered the phone
1: I texted back I'd I'd have been like (laughs) hey I'll call you after practice but were you negotiating
0: salaries in the middle of seven on seven
1: no 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 (laughs) luckily man our staff we, I, I, I feel great about our staff and they were unbelievable in regards to like, first off, I was really, really slow, like hiring the staff. I took, it took me three weeks to hire the two coordinators. Yeah. And then I, I, I accepted the job on Thursday, December the 2nd. I didn't hire my third new hire on the field until January the 4th, officially, because I was, I just wanted to be very detailed and methodical and, you got one and, chance to get it right. Yeah. And so for me, it wasn't about like, nobody's going to give me extra credit for hiring the staff fast. Um, so I took my time had a lot of conversations to make sure people's interest was real and authentic and what they were about and did my homework and talked to a lot of references on people. If I had not worked with a couple of the guys that we hired and uh, but it went really, it, that part went good, but it was crazy. I mean, it was legitimately, we're at the bowl site in Orlando we're going to practice in the morning. We're coming back. I'm coming right off the bus to go do Zoom interviews. Then I'd watch whatever I could of the practice tape. It was like just nonstop. Like it didn't feel like a bowl game to me. It felt like I was like <laughs> yeah, you were... it was like training camp. Uh, <clears throat> and so now I I did usually find my way as soon as I got done with those obligations to the pool at the hotel and usually usually grabbed an adult beverage or two to like, at least have a good time and watch my kids go down the slide at the hotel we're staying at or whatever. And, but then the game, quite honestly, the game was an amazing game. We we beat Iowa 20 to 17. Great uh, finish. DeAndre Square, is one of my like favorite kids I've ever coached in my life, uh, playing on a really injured foot that happened in the third quarter of the game, comes back in, catches a pick to close the game. It was like one of those. Just fairy tale endings and yeah, like how movie stuff in. man. I like for it then like that. And so uh had a blast, got back on the plane, flew to Lexington, had a couple days, and then and then we were here full time. And so it was really fast. For a month it was like I didn't sleep, it didn't feel like. I mean, to be honest with you. So but it was good and really both both sides, Troy and Kentucky, the, both administrations, administration here at Troy, Brent Jones and Dr. Hawkins. And then at Kentucky, you know, Dr. Eli Capaluto and Mitch Barnhart and Mark Stoops and both sides were ridiculously kind and generous to me and my family in regards to giving me the opportunity to finish
0: it the right way at Kentucky and uh, while still doing this deal here. And no doubt. All right. So, you know, I got to check in. You know, we got since you've been on last time, there's a lot of people that don't know that you and I, I, mean, I guess by the letter of the law, we'll probably be related one day because I, w- <laughs> I was, I want to check in because not yeah. my, my six-year-old, would like to check in and see how, I'm just checking how's my future daughter-in-law, Stella, how's she doing?
1: Yeah, Stella, is in, uh, it's an arranged marriage that we're going to yep. have one day. I'm sure that Aaron and Jenny have already got that worked out. Um, Stella is five, will be six in June. Um, the current thing at my house that drives me crazy that somehow it gets started in like kindergarten, first, second grade is like, so-and-so has a crush on me. And I'm like, oh, can no, have they that. don't. No, they don't. And if they do, they can come to my house because you're in kindergarten or whatever. Like this, there's no such thing as a crush yet. <laughs> and so, uh, but Stella is uh, a rock star. She's a sweetheart. Um, She's she's kind of like in our family, we've got four kids and she's the third and she's their very dry sense of humor um I,
0: she's my that's, that's my girl
1: she got an old soul man she got a little something about her and she's not real interested in like whether you like what she says or not she just gives it to you straight that's Like what she's, I'm talking about
0: like you can say like uh Stella I love you and she's like thanks you know Stella Siski ha- has a good ring to it. You know what I mean? It's like, like let's, let's go say, we got we got Knox yeah. has got it. I gotta, I just gotta make sure Knox doesn't screw it up between now and you know twenty twenty five years from now. Yeah,
1: no doubt. But now so. Stella is great. Stella was, Stella was just uh, at the uh, she she was our point of our my spring break trip of going to Disney. She was the the point of emphasis because in our family it's like a rite of passage. I grew up, like, summer vacation was like, hey, you get to go play baseball. You get to 60
0: <laughs> baseball games. And back then right? summer vacation, right? And you're like, all right, that's You cool. get, get to level. go to the pool at the Holiday Inn while you're playing yeah. baseball.
1: Yeah, between baseball games, you can go jump in the hot tub at the, at the Dude drop in. Uh, and so uh, we – in my family, somehow, my kids have gotten fortunate that, like, it's a rite of passage trip. Between 5 and 6, you get a Disney trip. And I'm like, hang on. Okay. Can I go back to being 5? Like please, <laughs> no uh, kidding. And, and so we just got got back for Stella's Disney trip. We take the whoever's the five almost six year old and the oldest siblings also get to go, but the trip's really about the five year old. So
0: I got you. Yeah. So what, what was your favorite ride? Because you know, what was your favorite ride at Disney?
1: Yeah, easy. Uh, Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom, the Avatar ride that you hop Dude. on, and it's like the it's animated up and down. You get splashed with water in your face. Like it's 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 Awesome. My, we, we went with uh, Sam and Sadie, our twins that are eight. It'll be nine yep. in summer when I, when I was leaving Old Miss to go to Kentucky. Right. When we I remember that. Did that trip and it was my favorite ride then. And we went this time and I was like, it's still my favorite ride.
0: Have uh, you ever like, did you, I did this. There was another ride. I don't remember if it was at the animal kingdom or if it was something else, but it was one of those simulator cut type deals yeah, but it may have been that one where you're you're in a room and you're like with five different people. Right. You're in this closed room. But then like if you take off your three because I got motion. One of those I get I got a little nauseous. All right. So I picked up the glasses or whatever. And you realize, I guess they they move you out and you're in a room with like 300 people and they're all around you. Oh, yeah. Did you, so, did you do that? Did you look to see? Because you're not in there by yourself.
1: I did not. No, you're not in there by yourself. What I did is. I had Stella, our five-year-old, sitting next to me on my left, and I just kept checking over. I'm like, Stella, you good? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, Stella, give me a thumbs up, and she'd give me a thumbs up. I'm like, Stella, is it two thumbs up? And she'd give me two thumbs up. I'm not – if they tell you to put something on on one of those rides, I'm not taking it off for the rides over because I don't know what it's going to do to me. Now, <laughs> the, 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 the ride that was closed last time we were there was Space Mountain –
0: Okay, yeah,
1: uh, you know, which is the indoor one. Oh yeah,
0: that's my that's one of my jams,
1: and I loved it. But it's like I really, it really wasn't that scary because I'm like I can't even see what's happening. It's dark.
0: Yeah, you're just getting yanked around. I'm just like,
1: man. It's just <laughs> like, you know, like it's really not that thrilling because I'm like it's all in the dark, so I don't really know what's going on anyway. It's like it'd be scary. Where I would struggle is if it's like, hey, like so we we didn't do the Tower of Terror at. Uh, oh. But that would that would bother me more. Like if I could see the drop coming and then the drop happens, I don't that doesn't fire me up.
0: Yeah, well, the Tower of Terror is a good one. You know, it's kinda like uh was it free fall they had at six flags, you know, yeah. when, we, when we were kids, you know, but you saw the whole thing the whole time. With well, Tower of Terror, you're like running through this little ride, you're thinking, Oh, it's all great, and all of a sudden the door opens and you're Oh shit, here we go. It drops. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's it's bad ball, but
1: I don't uh, like seeing the drop. That's where like the space man, it didn't bother me because not see any of it. I'm yeah not, I don't like seeing the but anyway. So but uh we had a we had a blast. It's one of those vacations that you need a vacation right after. You know what I mean? You gotta take I, a, no question. Like, I'm like, I need a day off after that trip. Like that was work.
0: So I got I went whenever we went last, <laughs> you know, we stayed on property or whatever, and so you get this uh this uh you know extra time in the park if you're yeah. staying on property, it's we like from
1: did, yeah we do the same thing you ten get, you to get,
0: midnight or something some w- late hours or whatever it is
1: we they used to do the late hours, but you also get park entry early too,
0: well, yeah, so. I missed that I missed that notification now, mine was park entry later, so I don't know I don't know what Aaron signed us up for, but I so, just know that we would go with the kids during yeah. the day, and then I had to take Jackson and brought back because they're older. At nighttime, I, I was putting in, like, 30,000 steps on my old 50. Oh, yeah.
1: No, you'll, you'll get your steps in. We were doing – we had some sort of deal. We were early park entry uh, because we stayed on property. And so last time we stayed at the Grand Floridian, and this time we stayed at the uh, Polynesian. Okay. Uh, which both of them were cool. Um The Grand Floridian's a little more, like, adulty. You know, yep. like, it's – Almost feel like I'm at the Hotel Dell in San Diego, kind of okay. like okay, okay. It's a little more fancy feeling, and then the Polynesian's are probably a little more kid friendly. The pool a little bit more uh, kid friendly, I, I think. But, but no, we were we were there. My wife, we dude, we had like it's it's now it used to be Fast Pass, now it's Lightning Lane. That's the new
0: oh thing. Lightning now, Lane. So I don't know L- about that one.
1: Now Lawrence Tides LT, he tried to tell me, hey, just pay for the VIP deal.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, Matt Luke knows about that too. He knows about yeah, that VIP. Like,
1: so I'm like, "Gee, I'm like, Gee, Lawrence Tide said we should do the VIP deal." And Jimmy's like, "Yeah, that's eight hundred dollars an hour, minimum of ten hours." You sure you want that? Like, no, don't. Let's not do the VIP. Deal. <laughs> you,
0: you haven't had that head coach check hit enough yet to to, to drop that yet.
1: I'm the head coach at Troy, not Alabama. Like, <laughs> like I'm the head coach at Troy in Alabama, but not at Alabama, and so. I'm like no, we're we're not spending eight G's Just to not for stand in line the Magic Kingdom. No, that's like a I could go buy side by side or a golf cart or a ATV or
0: jugs machine.
1: Yeah, ten jugs machine. I mean, golly, we're talking about eight G's for a day at a Disney park. Get out of here! So, so we uh, we did the Lightning Lane and we did the early park entry. So we, my wife had it itineraryed out. We were on this ride at this time. It was, I, I just follow the leader. Like I'm, tell me where to go. And yeah, I think zero about it. I just go enjoy the deal. I keep my complaints to a minimum because my investment, other than paying to go, the planning part, I did very little at best. And so uh I'm just there for long a good for
0: day. ride. Just show, yeah. just tell me where I need to be. What time I'll be there? Feed me, put me on the ride. I'm good. All right, we got some fun stuff coming. Ready? Yeah, what's up? You know, it's March Madness. So we got a little basketball going. I know you're a big basketball fan.
1: Yeah, I like basketball. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So I know you know this. So St. Peter's beat Big Blue Nation. Yeah. A lot of Kentucky people listen to this one. So St. Peter's, you've heard that before? You've heard that last couple days?
1: I've heard St. Peter's beat kentucky and then they beat uh murray. then they beat murray they just rolled yeah. right through the state they of kentucky beat 16 they just rolled through the whole state of kentucky they yeah. did all right which so, by the way i go before you go further their coach had a classic line they asked him about something like was he going to be worried about somebody's size and one of these games coming up and he it, it was, did he think they'd be intimidated and he's like I got dudes from New York City and from New Jersey. my dude. You think we're gonna be intimidated by a guy at six eight? <laughs> like, is that gonna scare him?
0: Like, it,
1: it was classic. Like I, I love this response. But anyway, yeah. I don't know that you haven't heard his response. I'm like, I like this guy. So. All
0: right. Did you? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I had never, like, if you told me St. Peter's, like, if All you, right? if you, if you showed me, you were like, yeah. Which one of these is a basketball team? And you said Saint or university? And you said Saint Peter's. I honestly have never heard of them.
1: Okay. Have you heard of them before? No, except for there. So I've been to Saint Peter's Prep,
0: which is in Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay, so that's question number one. Do you know where Saint Peter's is located? Jersey City. And that's because you went to Saint Peter's Prep to recruit. Yeah. So I that's cheating. I didn't know that. Heard
1: of it. I went there, me and Brad White, the spring of 2019. You know, I went – so Brad's from uh, the northeast, I'm from the south, and when Brad's taking me to go recruit the northeast. I'm having a blast. dude. Like, we're, like,
0: <laughs> this we're is like, your home away from home, right?
1: Yeah, it's a concrete jungle. Yeah. I've never – like some of these places. And we're like – we're literally going to St. Peter's Prep and – I'm like, you can look across the river and there's New York City. Yeah. And I'm like, people actually play football here? Like I figured this is just like where people worked.
0: Yeah. And, right.
1: And we go to St. Peter's Prep, the school, the high school, and and uh Jared Parker is a good friend of mine that was a teammate of mine in Kentucky. He's now the tight ends coach at Notre Dame. But at the time Jared was at Penn State and Jared had that area of recruiting. We walk up to the school, Jared's at the workout, uh we go watch. I'm there to go watch a linebacker that's a really good player that I believe he ended up going to Ohio State. Um, but um, the only reason I even heard, like, even thought about it was while we were there, I heard about they had a little small college there also named St. Peter's. Gotcha. Other than that, never would have heard of it in a million years. because I went to St. Peter's prep, I heard about St. Peter's, the, the college there.
0: All right. Do you know what their mascot name is?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, everybody does now. Clown. You the right? Peacocks. I Is that not the I, coolest thing ever? That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, they're the peacocks.
0: Yeah, and I love that. Like, they need to get some uniforms that look like the peacock feathers. The, that would be the
1: feathers. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. That would also probably give your eyes like a lot of pain if you watched it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but you would remember them though.
1: It's like some of these basketball courts now that have oh. all these crazy designs. Like how
0: how nuts could you go with the basketball court? With the Peacock. Oh,
1: the Peacock. Yeah, you could do the whole thing. No, nah, over the top. They, they're probably, after this trip to the, they go to the final four, they win it all, they should be able to do it now. They go. They, they should.
0: They should. done. I, I did see a fun fact, and uh, we'll talk about it later, but I saw a fun fact where so far, just since this past week, they've had over $71 million in free advertising for the university in the last that's three years. It's insane. That's, that's crazy. I bet I, it will be interesting to track,
1: too, is what Enrollment. happens with their applications and all that. Because, I mean, they're getting
0: so much more exposure than they've ever had. That's awesome. All right, so here are the last two questions. St. Peter's, can yep. you name what conference they're in?
1: Uh, the, it's either like – it's not the MEAC, but it's like the M-A-A-C.
0: I'm so frick. I about said the F word. I'm so and my mom's listening. I'm, <laughs> I'm so um she loves you, so she's I know yeah. she's gonna be paying attention. She wears out about my language. Is
1: it the Mid American Atlantic Conference? Is it's that
0: the it? Metro Atl- Atlantic Athletic Conference.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you got the, the M-
0: letters right. I'm 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 impressed because yeah, I had no was, idea.
1: I knew, I knew it was the M A C. Well, so uh, I actually look at this stuff like when I got, I'm not gonna act like I knew it before going to the Kentucky game. I didn't. Okay. But after but after they beat Kentucky, I'm like, I gotta find about find out about these dudes. I did already know the Jersey City part. Okay. I did not know their conference. I can't claim that. But yeah, they're the MAAC. I think they're getting ready to get an invitation to the Big East after this tournament. So they'll be ready to <laughs> yeah, upgrade so. them.
0: Upgrade their-, <laughs> Upgrade their recruiting budget as well. <laughs> <So> yeah,
1: Conference is going to treat them well after they win the national title.
0: Gonna, they're either going to have to update their NIL budget or their under the table NIL budget, one of yeah. the two, if they go the Big East, yeah. one of the other.
1: Well, and I'm, hey, I can you not pull for them at
0: this point? I mean, yeah, you got to pull I mean, for them. Like, you got to. Teams like that, you got to. All right. And last bonus question Can you name one other team, just one other team from the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference? Uh I had to look it pr- up too. Probably
1: not. Monmouth is not in there. They in fact, are. Boom, Monmouth.
0: Look at you. Yeah. Dude, I'm so impressed.
1: Monmouth. Yeah. So right, Monmouth. I'd only
0: I'd heard of Iona because that's where Patino coaches. Yeah. So that's in that league. Yeah. We got like Niagara. Like when I started looking at the league, I recognized teams that have been in yeah, the tournament you know the, before. Yeah, you
1: know the league, yeah.
0: Like uh is it uh Quinnipac or Quinnipac or whatever that is, they're yeah. in there. So yeah, yep. that's good, man. I'm, I'm I'm literally I'm I'm really Monmouth. impressed.
1: Monmouth, yeah. Monmouth is a Monmouth has had you know their FCS non scholarship football is Monmouth or maybe it's need based yep. financial aid model, and they've had some good teams. And they've had some decent, uh, some quality, you know, one AA non scholarship football teams. Because I'm
0: such a football junkie that I can tell you <laughs> plays every level. All right, here we go. Is that what's the best part? Now that you're a you know first time head coach, been a head coach for like three or four months now. Yeah, all right. I'm very well seasoned. You're a seasoned vet. Point, yeah. You yeah. know, what's the best part about being a head coach? Is it getting the best parking spot, or is it ending the staff meeting whenever the hell you want to?
1: Definitely the second part. Uh, the parking spot doesn't really matter to me. I don't really care. Like if we have. If if we have a guy score five touchdowns against somebody, I'm going to let him park in my spot. I don't care. I don't know if that's illegal or not. I have to get that cleared through compliance.
0: Yeah, just check with compliance first.
1: Yeah, I'll call compliance before I do that. But uh, the parking spot doesn't really concern me. Uh, Being able to set – I think the two things when you're a head coach, you get to set the culture and the calendar. You know, like, so you get to decide, like, hey, guys, you don't – like. We came back in the office yesterday after spring break because we we needed to kind of get reorganized Sunday night. And so I said, hey, guys, like, don't eat dinner here. Don't guard your desk at this office. tonight. if you do, I'm going to lose my mind. It's not okay. Like, go eat dinner with your family like it's spring practice. And (laughs) and so uh, so like definitely getting to set the calendar. Um, I'm not really into like crazy long staff meetings. I mean, I like I think you got to meet. Yeah. I think you gotta meet and have battle rhythms. Like so like we're gonna meet every Monday on academics. So we're gonna meet like I gotta have that routine. But like I don't I'm not really in there just to hear myself
0: talk, you know what I mean? Hey, how many staff meetings are you and I been in together where we just kinda look we were in that circular table? Oh yeah. At Ole Miss, yeah. At Ole Miss and we'd be looking at each other like, oh And it wasn't it wasn't it was never the staff meetings. Matt did great. He was we were in and out. It was always like the the, the extracurriculars, they yeah. went, like, we'd be in there reading about, you know, little Johnny's math test and what oh. he's got this week. Like, dude, I, I was wanting to just go, I mean, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I, I there was literally 50,000 things I'd rather be doing.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, for me, that was my first, uh, Other, than, I mean, I GA'd at Kentucky, but that was my first SEC job. And so I walk in when I first got hired. And I' had come there from Troy, where I'd been an assistant, and uh I walk in and I'm like, what are all these people doing here <laughs> like, A lot like, of people. like why is there eighty people in this room like <laughs> what what do all you people do Look, <laughs> like I thought you had to, I thought you only have ten football coaches. How many
0: like, people did you see that when you first went in there that you had no idea who they were uh like ninety eight percent of the people in the room had no idea. <laughs> I knew like the
1: defensive staff and a couple of the offensive assistants. That was about it. Like after that, I was like
0: the periphery of that room, I was like, whoa. It got, it got, it used to not be like that. And then just oh. like when we got here the first time when I came with you, there wasn't, and that was, you know, that was my first SEC job. And so we right. came in and, and, um, and then it just, it kind of, you know, it, staff sizes started blowing up. And then when yeah. I got to Alabama, I was like, oh. I mean, there was freaking dudes everywhere. I mean, yeah. they, they were people everywhere. And I was like, I mean, I legit would be there for like, I mean, I was there, what, almost three years. And it was still to the last day I was there. I, I, there was some people in there that I literally had never had a conversation with in the three years I'd been there because they're on like, I mean, they're miles away. I don't even right. know where, they, where their office is or what they did. And, right. I mean, just, and you wouldn't even see them at practice. You wouldn't see them at yeah. on game day. You wouldn't see them at anything and they'd just be in a staff meeting and you're like, and they wouldn't talk, so I didn't know what they did. You know, they just did, yeah. So
1: yeah, it's like you're working for the federal government, and you're in a meeting. You're like, "What does that guy do? What's some, he doing of that,
0: some of that CIA conspiracy yeah. stuff that you like yeah. so much?"
1: No, well, and, you know, it is it is crazy because, like, at the end of the day, we're trying to make sure we teach guys how to tackle a guy with a ball and like make a block and throw the ball, and sometimes we can get out in front of our skis on how much stuff we need done, but. Yes. Uh, we, we, we've yes. found plenty of ways to overcomplicate really a
0: fairly simple game. We have done that. Yeah. It, it really – and it's, it's, uh, it's really not that hard, which that's a thing. I appreciate your transition here because I, I got – this really leads up to my next question. Uh-oh. You're a big math guy. Okay. We yeah. established that in the, in the last podcast. That was yep. By the way, I went back and listened to it. It was Episode 7, so anybody listening today would like to listen seven. to his
1: – Which is the biblical number of perfection.
0: That is. That is right. That's correct. Now, so we're at,
1: now we're 50. So, you 50, know. the
0: golden episode. I only know what 50 yeah. is. I know 20, I don't even know. So, <laughs> but you're a big math guy. So are yep. you going to use analytics now that you're a head coach? Are you going to use that in your decision-making?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to, like, be walking around the sideline with a book out in front of me trying to figure out what does the book say all the time. But, like, I, I think – I mean, I think you, you – you, going into a game, you constantly are looking at tendencies and probabilities versus other teams and yourself, scout stuff on, hey, P and 10, first and 10, second down. Half. So you're talking about the
0: stuff that, that we've been doing for the last 25 years?
1: I'll do all of that. And then I'll look at the analytics of, based upon time in a game, you know, should you go it four on fourth down under a certain yardage and all that, Um uh, so, yeah, I mean, there will be – most of that will be before the game stuff that i have already kind of looked at. Then, And we will use the book that – but I'm not going to like within the game have the book on me like, hey, pull up <laughs> – hey, let me pull up my book and tell me what the book's
0: – hey, It's but the yeah. greatest thing for a head coach though. So, as your friend – so, this is my free advice for you as a friend. It's sometime, sometime – I don't know when, but at some point in time after a game, you're going to get the question – Coach Sumrall, why did you go for it there on fourth down? Just that's what the analytics said and just be done with it. And because they have no idea what the analytics, the analytics said. said. They have no they are,
1: clue. They have, have no with clue. The analytics? Now, I will say this, and I'm not going to put people out there, but like these people that do the analytics are a lot of them are former football coaches, very, right. very good football coaches, knowledgeable. And there is mathematical probabilities and statistics that are involved. And, you know, I think too, you, you, there, there are a certain amount of those things. I'm gonna know very well and follow pretty close to the book, but at the same time, you got to take into fact, into account of like, all right, are we the deeper team? Like, there's are we, my. Are, are we the are we are we the underdog or are we the favorite? Are is we your team?
0: is your right guard out for the game? Is like your
1: starting quarterback out of the game? yes. Like,
0: there, there is a that's am no a matters, too. too. I'm a math yeah. guy too. And then in math you have these things called variables. Okay. Right. When the variables change, the math changes. Yeah. And that's, that's what right. drives me nuts about this stuff is everybody thinks, well, the book says to do this. Well, the book didn't know that your quarterback's sitting over there with a concussion.
1: Right. And the book and the book didn't know that it was gonna be like eight degrees with driving rain or whatever. Yeah. So you do have to you do have to take into account some of those things that are maybe a little bit different and unique, but but yeah, within reason, I'm gonna know what the analytics say and I've already actually uh myself uh Caleb Ross who you know is our director yep. of football operations in high school he'll be coach. all over at former 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 Alabama high school coach uh Caleb and I have already started to sit down and go over some of that those things because Caleb's got a really good football mind he's been a head coach a lot longer than I have and um uh, and so him and then some other guys in our step all involved the coordinators and uh, and and we'll 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 make sure we know, hey, when it, when is this uh, you know a, a potential go for situation on fourth down? Um, you know, it's interesting. The term like four down, like um, is it, really a defensive term. So it, it is interesting. You brought this analytics thing up because this is something. Now that I'm a head coach, I've thought about is. It's third down. You have to think defensively, hey, this could be four down territory, okay? As a defensive head coach though, I'm not going to tell the offensive coordinator um, on our staff, hey, it's four down territory for you. Well, if it's third and four and it becomes fourth and one, it might be. But if it's third and four and it stays fourth and four, it might not be. So, there might be a Situation where I say like, "Hey, get half of it, or do whatever you know," and then I'll make I'll make the decision, but I'll tell him to help him understand his play call because it may not be four town four down territory. What if, we, what if we take a sack? We're not going for it on fourth and eleven.
0: And so, hey, that, that reminded me. I got to tell you,
1: thing I've thought about a lot of that stuff.
0: I got to tell you something funny. You just literally made me just flashback. I've never told this story before. All right, so I'm a young coach, first time I ever call him plays in a game, and the, the head coach, it's third and one, okay? It's third and one, and I'm getting ready, and this is, this is a long time ago. We're in huddles and stuff, you know? He's like, Tyler, can I have this one? I was like, yeah, you're the head coach. You can call whatever the hell you want to call, okay? So he, he says, I want to run this play. So he didn't even know he's a defensive guy. Had no idea what to call the play. He just wanted to run a particular play. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah. So he says, Can I have this one? I said, Sure. Call it. So he didn't know what to call it. So he told me I sent it in. As, and this is when you're huddling and stuff. So as the guy's sending the play in, he asked me on the headset, I remember it's third and one. And he goes, We're going to have to go for it here. What you got for fourth and long? And I go, <laughs> I thought I was going to get fired after this one as a young coach. I was like, I got a a better idea. If you think it's going backwards, don't call the play. Right. (laughs) It's like, what are we doing? That happened. I swear on my life, and there's probably people listening that were on the other end of the headset that heard that happen. I thought I was in a twilight zone.
1: And you're like, hey, why don't we try to make it first and ten or at worst, like fourth and one.
0: Yeah. And here's the better (laughs) part. Is The better part is you know who I had at running back back then, and I had two players, not one. I had two players averaging over 10 yards a carry at that point in time and we wanted to give it to somebody else to get one yard yeah we make this game way too complicated yeah Yeah. get your good players the ball all right so you're also a math guy right yes we talked about this last time you said you were going to do some investigation this has been about a year ago uh oh i'm gonna have to break my brain here because i'm i'm not gonna lie i've got some mental
1: deficiencies at times and
0: it's I do been, too, but that's why we make a great team because usually I can remember and you can remember when we buy it's first. Been
1: almost, it's almost been two years ago. We talked during COVID.
0: No, because. Yeah, probably. The podcast is only a year old. It's episode 50, once All a right, week.
1: All right, there you go. I, I told you I got mental issues. <laughs> All right, keep going. All right.
0: Have you purchased any crypto in the past year? None. You didn't do it? No. I don't know how to do it. I don't where, I'll get it with you. You need this to get is, some Bitcoin right now.
1: Is it? Is Bitcoin still going up? How much? No, is it it's, cost? it's
0: down, but it's going to go back up. Bitcoin loaded up.
1: My struggle is, I'd rather buy like land
0: or something. Well, that's I can true. Go go do something on crypto. Just sprinkle with it. You got plenty of money now. Just sprinkle a little bit. It. <laughs> you just take that money that you yeah, were going to spend for. the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Just yeah. take that. Take that money yeah. you're going to spend yeah. on the uh, yeah. VIP. Troy at,
1: in <laughs> Alabama, not Alabama. Right?
0: Hey, take that money that you were going to spend on the VIP experience. Yeah. And buy you some crypto.
1: I wasn't going to spend the money on the VIP experience, but I will. I'll give you my the number to my financial guy. Y'all can work through what crypto is and all that. I just you know. It is interesting to me.
0: I I don't see you're playing, and here's the because we got a lot of new people listening. Okay, so I want to make sure all the fans know he's playing a little coy right here. But you're very experienced in understanding the financial uh, workings of the stock market and financial planning because that's what you do. I got
1: I got a finance degree.
0: (laughs) There you go. Make sure they (laughs) know that because you're like I don't know what crypto. You know exactly what it is. See, a lot of the fans don't know that.
1: I'm not. Like, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not a practicing financial advisor, but, but like I know enough to be dangerous. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I, I'm not actually like, I don't need to be managing anybody's money professionally, but, but I can have a legitimate conversation about stuff. I'm looking at right now. Crypto crypto's, crypto's st- still very foreign to me. It's still, I just, I deal in things I can see most of the time. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. And, and, you know, and you said like, <laughs> My granddad always said, he said, always invest in land because that's the one thing that you can't make any more of. Can't get more of it. You can't get more of it.
1: How? Dude, I wish I wish years ago, even when I didn't have any money, I wish I'd have bought land like down 38. Just, just like a piece of land. Not even a house, just a piece of land. I was talking to somebody last weekend. Oh, no, I don't know. I was talking to a guy last weekend. He bought a house down there, and it's he sold seven years later. He sold it for seven hundred thousand dollars more. Ooh. I'm like in seven years, but anyways.
0: But yeah. All right, have you seen uh, the video of Ed Orgeron checking those dudes up at Spring Break over Twitter okay. this weekend?
1: Okay, I have not. I got your message about this.
0: You didn't see it? Uh. Uh-uh. uh Oh, dude, what is this? What do I don't know what happened. It was a really – and I think I saw it on Barstool Sports. I think retweeted it, but it's been going viral. I think yep. that's how I saw it. But I guess he was – like he didn't have a shirt on. He was definitely in spring break. He was somewhere. Beachy. So no
1: no shirt on. No
0: shirt. He's – it looks like uh, – what's the bar down in uh, – it's kind of like Floribama, but it, well, I don't think it's Floribama. Was it Lulu's that's down there where you can kind of like –
1: Lose is in Gulf Shores. It's on the intercoastal.
0: So that's kind of like that feel to us, what it looked like, you know, or a little Floribama action to where he was coming off the beach or something. He was walking yeah. in a bar with no shirt on, and somebody was filming him or something. It looks like one of the kids – it was like college kids, you know, and they smarted right. off to him. Yeah. And, dude, he had the – he had the clenched fist and was uh, and he's was getting, staring. Like, dude, he was about to – he's about he's to get it. with it. I can't you know, believe you uh, didn't see that one yet. I didn't. And I kinda, oh, yeah. like, That was good you stuff. Almost,
1: you almost, like, honestly, I respect the guy for uh, at least going out and doing life normally because most people of that stature or whatever would just be like, I'm just going to go to some secluded place or wherever, and the fact that he's out there. But I, I would have – I feel pretty good that that would have to be a really mentally tough – college student to hold their own with that Orchard Rockets
0: right? I think yeah. well I, I can tell you I by the look of the dudes <laughs> yeah by the look of the dudes they realized really quick they didn't want none like no, it,
1: they probably did not want none
0: they realized yeah. really quick that they wasn't on Twitter and they wasn't behind their keyboard and so yeah. they went on a message board and it was it was all like Donkey Kong
1: there's a lot of things that you know are just not good ideas. And not, I think probably <laughs> trying to pick a fight with that orchard is probably not a good idea.
0: Yeah. Cause he has nothing to lose. Cause guess what? He's got his, what, 19 million? And he yeah. is like, woo. Yeah. He, he don't yeah. care. He'll knock you out. Yeah. yeah that was a bad idea. I All mean, right. If so, he's wearing his national championship arena. It might hurt. It he probably works. would hurt regardless. I think it might hurt <laughs> even worse. Yeah. All right. Hey, how about this? I didn't even talk. I didn't even tell you about this, but this made my day. We got. I'm actually, I'm going to see if you're going to be here. I'm very curious. This came on my email today, like literally right before we got on here. Did you know that on April the 2nd at Talladega Super Speedway, they are having a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club of Central Alabama. And for 50 bucks, you can take your car for two laps around Talladega Super Speedway.
1: How about that? I unfortunately will not be there. That's pretty cool. We have spring practice that day, so I can't. you're not going
0: to skip spring practice for that.
1: I'm not going to skip spring practice. And I don't. I don't have my lights just went off. In my I saw that. Yeah, uh,
0: you got those high dollar lights. I remember that. Yep. Cool like, I didn't. I didn't
1: move so along in a while, so they went off. Uh, no, I'll be at spring practice. That's a really cool fundraiser. And a great opportunity. How many so, of
0: our kinfolk are gonna be running laps around yeah, Talladega Super Speedway?
1: Dude, I got all kinds of cousins that are gonna be there wowing out. They're gonna be they're gonna be shirtless and probably starting to fight with other people. Uh maybe- every
0: year, dude, every year when you go to the race, there's some you when they you know you can cross the track on turn three, you go to the infield. Yep. Every year, it never fails. Every year, some drunk ass from the infield. Instead of, instead of going across the track, he'll, he's going to hook a left and start trying to go around turn, turn three and four, taking right. off. Right. Not a good idea.
1: The, maybe one of the best bowl experiences I've ever had, after the 2019 season we were playing Virginia Tech in the Belt Bowl in Charlotte. I know you told me and, about that. And we got to get in the car Gilles. with a professional driver and go top speed around the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Were you scared shitless? No, it was cool. Did he really put you up that. next to the wall? Yeah, I was next to the wall. Yeah, because I had a professional driver in the driver's seat, and I was in the right hand. <laughs> well, I
0: know that, but I'm saying, did he ride up against the wall, like, sc- oh, kind of yeah. scare you?
1: No, no, no. they, they rode it. Like, it was like, oh. dude, it was freaking rad. Like, I, I was sitting there, I'm like, like I, I was like, can I just go again? <laughs> like, that was pretty cool.
0: Like, could you do that? You think you could be a NASCAR driver?
1: No, heck no. You I was could at like
0: Daytona or Talladega, the, just get on the yellow line and just freaking floor it, and don't and just get in the draft and ride out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I tell you the the intense focus you have to have for that length of time without ever like just relaxing. Like, just think about you go on a long drive and you're like you have to stay in a pretty similar position the whole time. At some point, I'm like, God, I got to do something with my neck or move around. But yeah, it was it was a blast. We our whole team did. It, it was freaking awesome.
0: All right, I'm going to – before we go, I got a couple things for we get you out of here. I got to yeah. bring this up because we have a ton of people here in Oxford that listen, okay? And your first game as a <laughs> head coach is going to be in Oxford, Mississippi. That's right. How about that?
1: Yeah, it's an uh, it's exciting opportunity that, you know, I would have been okay if they would have let us, like, warm up with a high school JV team first and then go. But, uh, no, it's a great opportunity, man. Those guys – Obviously, SEC program, uh, a fantastic environment. Um,
0: You you can feel free to leave bulletin board material here if you would like to.
1: Not going to do it. Uh, (laughs) We have not had our first spring practice.
0: You don't want to talk shit before you even had your first spring practice yet? I'm pretty sure I'm not comfortable with doing that yet. Uh, If you ever decide to talk shit ever, can you come on here and talk shit?
1: I will. Will, Can this be the place? It'll be after we win, like, a lot of games. (laughs) It's, I got a lot of work to do before I start just doing any of that. But we got, we got a, uh, you know, it's gonna be a great opportunity. They're dang good, man. They got players. <coughs> they're they're only scoring like fifty points a game. I mean, it's, but no, it, it'll be fun. Our, I, I tell you,
0: I was I, laughing because you swapped modes. You, you're now you're you went from talking. You don't want to talk shit, so you're you, you go the other. You go you went straight head coach mode where you start talking mode. about fifty points. Yeah. And, well, SEC team. I, will,
1: I, will I like this. It. I will. I did. Flip, I was like, bring it back in there. Uh, yeah, you
0: just brought it back. You just yeah. brought it back.
1: <laughs> bring it back in. No, I'll tell you, I'm excited about every game. Like, I, you know, I, I, don't, I get excited about uh, – I get excited about everywhere you get to play. I mean, you, the great thing about the game of football, and it, not being a coach speaker, you play so few games in a season, they're all so valuable. You don't – you know, you, every one of them fun. Like right. I was actually having a conversation with one of our guys, our staff here earlier today, like tomorrow is like Christmas day for me. Cause we start practice.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And practice is really, it's the coach's time to help the players improve and get better and hone in on the details and techniques and fundamental game day. It's, it's about the players, you know, like I, I mean, yeah, we'll put our players in the best position to win games and do all that. And I'll have fun on game day and be excited and
0: how juiced how juiced are you gonna be in that locker room in your first pregame speech? How juiced.
1: I've I'm juiced at all of them and I'll be juiced. I yeah. mean, like
0: seriously though, like people don't know this about you. You're ju- I mean, you're beyond juiced.
1: I'm a you're I'm a, a juice a fi- factory. I'm a
0: fiery pregame dude. Like i, I
1: But it's I, yours.
0: It's your speech. Have you yeah. already like thought about I mean like have you have uh, you got yourself there yet?
1: I haven't gone there yet. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I've been so uh one step at a time focused. Like I've planned out um a lot of things through the summer that we're gonna do as a program, but but no, I, I have I've not mentally been able to go there by like I don't know I don't know who's gonna start in any position, so I haven't even thought
0: about what I said the team I will me. guarantee this. I will guarantee you this. You know, they say that, that pre game speech lasts one play, you may get you may get two or three out of yours. We'll get a couple plays. Yeah, we'll get- they'll be they will be they will be juiced. The opening kick. I mean, see, the only the only problem is, is can you make me a deal? Can I can I have a can I have a home visit? Tyler Siski request.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, you get a request. I'll let you. A know. request.
0: <laughs> so you if you do, if you do, uh, win the toss or they or whatever, and you kick off first, can you please tell your kicker not to kick it deep? I want to see. I want to see the kickoff team running there and knock the shit out of somebody yeah, after, the, little, after the pregame I a, speech.
1: I have a physical football play. I think we could probably work that out.
0: We can do something like yeah. that, like a squib or something, just so I can see contact.
1: Yeah, we could, we could maybe – we could consider that. I There's nothing
0: worse than having a great pregame speech and then the kicker going and kicking the shit four rows deep in the – the, well, right, Yeah, dirt, everybody's dirt, like, dirt. okay, well, here we go. Back, I mean, yeah. like, at least get one play out of it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you never know. We might run a trick play the first play you
0: never know i like how i was trying to set you up so you could talk some shit but you just you like you were just going you just went straight yeah. you reeled it back in i, got I like it. it that was slick. that's the head coaching is coming you you're getting good at it already yeah, we gotta got start winning some games first <laughs> all right i want i want to talk about i love whoever came up with it in your creative team on your and if you're as you're listening y'all really need to go to troy's football twitter and look at the – you're doing what they call – that's how you're introducing your staff to the fans and everybody. You're doing a thing called Campus Ride, and you're in a yeah. golf cart, and you go yeah. around, and you basically have a conversation with your coaches. Yeah. And I just – that is an awesome – it's a fun deal. But I do have a question. Who, who's following you in the green gator behind, behind you? Because it's like they, they bob and weave, and they get in it's like a secret service following you around. Yeah. Is that your well, security that detail, the, or what do we got?
1: No, it's, it is a great way to introduce the staff. I can assure you it was not my idea. My my mind's been on football, et cetera. Uh it was it was really the it's Adam Prendergrass, who is our sports okay. information director. Um, he's the driver. And then Caleb Gray, uh, who works with Adam is a really good young creative mind. He's the one he's the creative mind doing all this. And so he's I'm impressed. He's got the uh I don't know what they got going. On. They're driving a gator. The gator is freaking it rolls. Like that thing's strong.
0: Um Oh, I know.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty
0: cool. You got one? Have, had, has Miss Judy not told on me about my gator story yet? Oh yeah. You're talking about you tell which one you tell I've heard a couple of stories. I've
1: heard about <laughs> the I think the most infamous story about you here is the baseball game or something as well.
0: Well, the other one is not as well known because we kinda of swept it on rug, so I can tell it. I don't care. You, guess, had, you, had limitations. You, were, you had a Gator when you were in college here? No. So, um, <laughs> Brock Nutter and Lawrence Tynes lived together. Yep. All right. So, we were in – I don't remember who we were playing. We had a playoff game. And back then, we were FCS at the time. Correct. And the playoff games were at, at 1 o'clock. All right. Every one of them. And so, we played. And then Brock and LT were having a party at the house afterwards. And so we'd gone over there and had a good time, probably, you know, overindulged and somehow or another in the conversation. So they lived, there used to be where the arena is now. Okay. There's a golf course right there, right around the practice field.
1: There still is a, there still is like an efficiency golf
0: set up, like where the team
1: golf team practices here. Okay. But there was
0: like a, it was one of those like nine hole courses (coughs) that has two boxes Yeah, and it was right on campus. Yeah. And so, Brock and LT lived on the backside of the golf course, where their sorority houses and stuff were. or They used to be. Yep. They had one of the university yeah. houses. The university used to own a house right there on the corner, and it's part of their scholarship, somehow I don't know how the starting quarterback and LT got to get in that house. I, I still haven't figured that out. But anyway, it was
1: nil. Before it was nil before nil,
0: before NIL I mean, right? Yeah. Statue of limitations. We're good. All right. So, so we go over there, and we're and then somehow or another in the in the topic of the conversation. Brock tells us that his mailbox key that you got, that we used to have the mailboxes at the, uh, on the campus, yeah. fit and worked on the gator. So we, late at night, walked across the golf course to the football facility and stole Tony's gator.
1: Oh, gosh, Tony Ferrante.
0: Yes. You know,
1: you know, you know Tony has uh, just retired.
0: I know. I, that's, that makes me feel real old because it was like his second year. When I was playing there, it was like his second year ever working. Yeah, so, tony,
1: Tony's tony been an amazing – He's a
0: stud, man. He's one of my favorite, a, favorite equipment guys of all time, him and Ken Crane. Worker. He's all a right. worker. So, we stole the Gator, and it was uh, – I can't remember <laughs> for reasons. I can't remember exactly yeah. who I was in it. I just know I was in the back. I remember Blake Carruthers. Who was my roommate? Was in there with me. He played center, so I, him and I were in the back, like in the in the in the yeah. carry part. And you know, I think it was Brock and LT in the front. I think LT has denied this since then. I think because he had a pro career to worry about. But I think he's okay. Yeah. He, may, he may. I need to get him on here to get him to tell a story. But we drove it to the bar to the front porch. Wow! From the facility. Wow! And parked it right in the front. There you go. And. We, that's, that's what we a, showed up in.
1: That's a good Saturday night in Troy, Alabama, man. It's and then, but the
0: problem was, is we had to get it back. There was in line the problem, and maybe the. I don't want to get anybody in trouble because I don't know if anybody's still working for the police. We had some, we had some back then, but this was before social media and all that stuff. Oh
1: yeah, of course.
0: So we were able thank, to.
1: Thank goodness.
0: Yeah the the Troy Police Department are studs. I'll just say it like that. They are. The Troy the Police Department is very are very good people, and they yep. take they take care of people. They and uh, we we found a way to get that bad boy back to the uh, facility, but we did get in trouble, and uh, and had to uh, Shaughnessy had to run us. So yeah, uh, on Monday morning. So about yeah, that? that was that was before social media, though. Now you'd probably be on the headlines of CNN getting in trouble. Sorry,
1: my so, lights went out again.
0: You, you got that's what you get for having motion sensor lights. Hold on
1: a second
0: is it, it clap on lights <laughs> clap on clap on. Does it respond Does it
1: respond noise I'm like trying to figure
0: out all right i got a quick question for you this is a request from a from a trojan alum can we get miss judy in a in a golf cart ride with coach
1: i will do my best i will ask her uh, i'm not sure if she's going to want to post it on social media but I will get it filmed and send it directly to you if she does not. But <laughs> Judy's, the, Judy's the Queen Bee, right? Here. She gets with you know she's in
0: charge. So she yeah, was she, there. Judy Morgan has been there since I uh, mean, bef- well before I was there. Okay, yeah. and she's still there, and she is like the team mother. Um, and she is she's she a is, team. She's a she, team is
1: mom. she uh she's unbelievable, man. She makes our players brownies for their birthday. Like still like. To this day, is at every event, every sporting event. Like I go to Pensacola for the Sun Belt basketball tournament because our men's and women's team both had good years and they're both playing deep in the Sun Belt tournament. And Judy's in all those games, and Jude, she's she's all in with Troy and uh, with our players. She is like the team mom. We actually have a an event coming this weekend with our with our current players' families, and she's been. On top of that, and the alumni event we're having a couple weeks, she's really, really good and loves this place. But I don't know that I don't know that I can convince her, but I'll try. It'd yeah, a, she, she, you got to convince she, her. She'd probably end up asking me a bunch of questions. And yeah, well, I, she. I, I don't need. I don't need that recorded.
0: I mean, it was just you know, I I, I came back was a few weeks ago, whenever it was. I came to visit with union staff a few weeks ago, and you know, yep. I walk in the door, I see her, and it was like I never left. Yeah, you I mean, know, and I hadn't. I mean, it's twenty. We're going on twenty something years now, cuz yeah. you know what I mean. And and just and she was telling I me. Mean, she told me stories. I forgot about I me. Mean, she I think oh, she yeah. probably told you some stories that she I kind told of me had a
1: couple stories on. Yeah, you
0: know. But you know, and, but she's just it's it's and the thing about it is it's not. I wasn't somebody special. If that's what I guess the point I'm trying to make, I was just another player. Right. And she's just. She loves everybody, knows, remembers everybody, knows everybody's story. She gets to know people. And it's just a real, she's just such a special person. And uh, I'm excited she's still there with you. And uh, uh, well, it's it, it made me feel at home. Like when I came in, yeah. it made me feel so much at home uh, when I saw her. It was just, it was a good feeling.
1: Well, that's her heart. She's, she, she is so kind. And everybody in our program, she's like the team mom. And so she's, she's great. She's always been awesome to me and my family and our players. I mean, this whole program, she knows she could tell you. I think she could probably tell you dang near every player that's ever played here. Uh, I
0: guarantee she. she
1: she's like, there will be guys stop by that played. Like she'll tell me, Hey John, this guy stopped by, he played here in 1991. He's going to, this is what he does now. Like she just knows everybody. She's very tight in, very loving, very supportive, but I'll, I'll ask her if she wants to do a video golf cart ride. We'll see what her that would be is. Uh,
0: that would be very popular amongst the former players. Yeah, oh, it would be. It would be. All right, so we can't talk. Before we close this thing out, man, We you've been gracious with your time, especially day four spring ball. Uh, if, if you didn't love me so much, you wouldn't be doing it. Uh, I love um, you. Hey, look, I got 20. I'm working. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right, so we can't talk about Troy without talking about Coach Larry Blakeney. Um, just a um, – and I'll tell a little bit. So – You know, when I – he didn't ever owe me anything, okay? I I transferred from Auburn, and he was the head coach. And, you know, he came in, gave me an opportunity. And then, just just to be honest with you, my first year I sucked it up, okay? I didn't play up to expectations and all that stuff. And then I got – and I'll tell it in a later podcast, but I got hurt not even playing football. I got hurt an off-season injury, uh, helping my dad paint a house, fell 40 feet off of a roof, uh, literally – on June the 23rd, 2000, I can tell you the day. June the 23rd, 2000, fell 37 and a half feet, all right? And, again, he didn't owe me anything. And I remember him calling me, um, and then and this is how I got into coaching. He calls me, and I'm, I'm still at the uh, – I'm laid up, and he calls me. And back then we didn't have cell phones. He called me from my, on my home phone. He says, hey, I talked to Chuck. He goes, I know you're going to be – you're probably done. Um, He goes, I got a spot coaching inside receivers. Would you be interested? And, like, he gave me an opportunity. And then from that, he got me my first job with Steve Roberts at Northwestern State. Every job that I ever got, ever, Larry Blakeney called for me. And um, just where he's at for me, you know, um, it's hard for me not to get emotional. Yeah. um, Because how much he means to me. So I'll let you take it over before I get – Crazy, well,
1: man. he he is uh, he's the goat here at Troy. I mean, he's got the his his name's out there on that football field. When I look out my office, and um, likewise, Coach Blakeney's kindness to me—I'll uh, tell you—I got hired here when Neil Brown took the job in December of 2014. I was, I think, Neil. I think I was the first new hire that showed up here in December. Uh, with Neil's new staff and I'll never forget um Coach Blakeney introducing me to some former Troy guys and former players and he he told them he said hey this is John Sumraw he's gonna be coaching linebackers and he said he's he's one of us and like he didn't coach blake didn't know me that well. I mean he knew of me and we had met a couple of times and but like he'd always say it to people, he's one of us. He's one of us and just basically letting them know, hey, this is this is one of the good guys. He's about the right stuff. He's he's here for the right reasons, um, and was always really really kind. Uh, love 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 the man. Um, obviously, a ridiculously good football coach with the success he had, overseeing you know the transition here at Troy from FCS to FBS and all those things that happened under his time as head coach here and uh but ridiculously good human great football coach i think probably cared about his players um staff the people around the program as much as anybody out there so i think a great example for all head coaches like I, if i could do that part of this job as good as him i'd be pretty pleased with the result of just making sure the people in the building know relationally yeah, winning and losing is going to matter. The scoreboard matters, but at the end of the day, also people matter, and we want to uh, embody that. That was Coach Blakeney's uh, personality of how he ran the program of just about people and loving the people and caring about the people that are in your program. So he's he's so he was so good at that. And uh, Coach Blakeney is a Troy
0: Trojan legend and a college football legend. I mean, he yeah. really is. And that's what you know. It's it's hard. There's 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 a few that's been instrumental in my career in my life, but I, it's hard for me to talk about him without getting emotional um, because of how much that he's meant to me. And he and he probably – and as much as um, – he probably doesn't even know how much he actually means to me and in my career and how much – how instrumental he has been in everything I've done. You know, I G there, um, you know, played for him, G for him, and just – I mean, I mean, here's how, how – when I'm being serious, I still, to this day, I had – and I was, you know, back then when before far all PC and all that stuff and you can't treat people, I had to make his coffee every morning, okay? And that's when we right. start from the bottom. I was, the, you know, I was at the bottom oh, yeah. of the yeah. bottom of the bottom of the totem pole. And I had to make his coffee for him every morning. But when he came come there and watch offensive film. To this day, I'm 44 years old. I prepare my coffee the same way that I had to prepare his coffee every morning, which is yeah, you no have to put man. the, I don't use sweet and low, but I put one pack of Splenda in my coffee. So I put it in before I put the coffee in yeah. and you don't stir it. Like that's how he made his, or I had to make, I didn't know that. That's how I had to make it for him. But to the I mean, it's stuff like that, everything I do. Um, but he's been so instrumental. Um, and it's not just me. It's, thousands of players and and it's not again he and that's why i wanted to make sure everybody understood that i wasn't anything special i wasn't some right. star quarterback yeah or star receiver that won him a bunch of games i did absolutely nothing for him yep you know that 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 brought him any success and he treated me like i was the best player that ever lived and um it's just it's hard to um,
1: well he, he he treated everybody that way i mean that's how he that's how he's wired and that's why he impacted so many lives and had an influence over so many people. And uh he was the type of man that wasn't gonna treat you a certain kind of way because of what you could do for him. He was gonna treat you well just because that's how he treated people. And uh that's what made him has made his his impact in college football so special and fantastic, fantastic dude. Uh honored like for me to be able to hold the same role that he once held, is, it's an honor because he's, he's about the right stuff.
0: Well, I'm excited for Troy. You know, I, obviously, you know, a lot of people that listen know this. You know, I'm a graduate. I'm an alumni. I played there. Um, not very well, but I did. Um, and it's, I'm glad that because y'all are cut from the same cloth, and he was right when he said that. Um, and, you know, there's certain places that certain type of people are successful um and it couldn't be a better fit for you there. I'm I'm excited for you to, to be there and excited for the um excited that you got your shot and I can't wait. Um I will be there uh in your first game. I'll be yeah. there, you know that. Um I'm just excited for you and uh so glad that I could get you on again. I know you're busy and I appreciate the hell out of you, brother, and I appreciate your time.
1: Dude, I appreciate you. always got love for you and your family and grateful for for uh everything that you've meant to us and glad to be able to be episode seven and now episode 50. So that's right, man. Uh, anything, anything y'all ever need, you know, I'm a phone call away.
0: You bet, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Appreciate you.